From the East Coast to the West, this is the NBA Coast to Coast Podcast. I'm Chalanga. I'm Dylan. Welcome. Hey, Dylan. Long time. Long, long time. Too long. Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year. New Year, new mate. That's right. New Year, new year, new mate. This is our New, new Year, new mate podcast. And you might be asking yourself, what does that mean? It's reasonable. It doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. What it means Except to us is we decided for the new year we're going to make some new teams. And we went through every team and came up with one or more trade that we want to see that team make in 2019. Dylan, are you ready? I'm fired up. So some of these trades are very real. Some of these trades are very um, fantastical. <laughs> uh, but they're all fun. Bring it on. Where, where do we start? We're going to go in alphabetical order. So we're going to start. Uh, we're going to skip the Atlanta Hawks for now. We're going to start with the Boston Celtics. Dylan? So we're going to go in alphabetical order, except not alphabetical order at all. Not alphabetical order. So we're just going to start with the Boston Celtics. Um, all right. This is a good one to start off with because I want to get this one out of the way. Uh, obviously, Boston has a trade coming, but I, I didn't know what trade to make because I feel like they want to make a trade, but there's no one that they really do want to trade at the moment. Like Jalen Brown was supposed to be this trade chip, but now I'm not sure that he's even worth trading at this point because he's more valuable than as an, as an asset than he is trading because he's just not playing well enough. Um, and then you, you can't trade Jason Tatum because that's the future of the team. And, so it comes down to Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward, and there's no way they're trading Gordon Hayward. But I traded him anyway. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, if they're really cold-blooded, I think that this might be a good option for them because I traded Gordon Hayward to the Washington Wizards for Otto Porter Jr. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Yo, straight up, that worked? Straight up, it worked. Um, Boston gets rid of... $5 million worth of worth of salary. Mm-hmm. And th- they're on the exact same contract, three years around $30 million, but Otto Porter's like $5 million uh, less. And Washington Wizards get a chance at Gordon Hayward, who could maybe flip the script on their, on their, on their season. So, so why does this help Boston? Well, because Gordon Hayward's not playing well. I mean, he started playing well in the last couple games. So yeah, he just destroyed the Wolves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it it really doesn't help Boston much, other than like the five million dollars in cap that he gives them. Mm. Um, but does that even does that even really help them when they're already paying taxes anyway? So, I mean, if they're in the luxury tax, each million is is multiplied by however much they're over the tax. So maybe it just saves the organization organization some money without making them that much worse yeah i just i don't see a trade with the celtics right now because they don't really have a contract that i would want to take or like a play i don't know Mm -hmm. celtics are even though they're like they have so many pieces none of the pieces it's tough to fit the pieces together and i didn't spend enough time on the on the celtics either i i think the best thing for the celtics is for them to just try to get better 
together as a unit because I do think that their that their roster right now, even though they've been struggling, is supremely talented and a really balanced roster as well. You know, I'm surprised that you didn't have Boston in an Anthony Davis trade because that is the that's the talk is that they're saving up their trade chips to make a big push for AD. I guess I could. Jason Tatum would have to be in that then. Probably. Probably. Um, you don't think that <clears throat> New Orleans would take Gordon Hayward and Jalen Brown? Well, I think New Orleans wouldn't take Gordon Hayward and Jalen Brown because Gordon Hayward's making $5 million more than Anthony Davis. Right. But it's just it's tough because then New Orleans has to give some of their cap, and they don't really have people to give either. Like, what are they going to give Etwan more or – uh, Solomon Hill is always the person that I trade in for, or throw in on the New Orleans trades just because he yeah. he's $12 million and he's expiring, so it's not that big of a deal for the Celtics. That's true. Um, but maybe. maybe is that Do you have that trade? Uh, no, I do not have that trade. But That probably works. Let's look this up. I, don't, I didn't want to cop out and do Anthony Davis for every single trade. I did him for most trades. For many most trades, yeah. I know. It's so easy. Like He's just dangling there. I don't think that they would take this, by the way. Because I think that there are too many question marks with Gordon Hayward. A lot of question marks. Will he get back to Gordon Hayward of old? I think he will, though. I, I, got, I got faith in Gordon Hayward. That is successful in itself. What do the Celtics have for picks again? I oh, they've got, they've got uh, Los Angeles's. Lottery protected. They've got Memphis's top eight protected. They've got Sacramento's as long as it's not number one, and they've got their own. Okay, so <laughs> they probably they they'd probably have to get one of those. Oh yeah, I think it's gonna be Sacramento's. I think I would demand if they were to do that, I would demand the Sacramento pick too. Is Sacramento pick gonna be worse, or is Memphis gonna be worse? Because Sacramento could finish like twelve, eleven, and then Memphis they could be you know. It, I figure Memphis will either be in the top eight or in the I think Mem- high lottery. I think Memphis are already showing signs of wearing down. Yeah. And I think that it's time for Memphis to make a trade, and that brings us to Memphis. But, yeah. <laughs> well, interesting. Very interesting indeed. Um, uh, so, yeah, I guess, I guess the best trade for them is Hayward, Jalen Brown, plus the um, – Sacramento pick. And maybe even their own, honestly. Maybe. It might take two picks. You're right. Yeah. Um, for for Davis and Solomon Hill. That's I mean, that's a that's a fair one. That is pretty fair. So I guess that's good on the Celtics. Uh let's move on to the Brooklyn Nets. That was my team. And this one's fun. Wait, 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 wait. Just before we move on from the Celtics. Uh huh. I don't want to do an Anthony Davis trade because I don't want to make Bill Simmons and all of his cronies. I feel like there are way too many Boston media people who are really horny right now for an Anthony Davis trade, and mm-hmm. I don't want to give that to them. So let's just say that our official one was they get Otto Porter Jr. for <laughs> Gordon Hayward. Which is perfect because in my trade, the Nets get Otto Porter Jr. All right. And Washington gets the expiring contracts of Damari Carroll and Kenneth Fareed. Uh, so my my thought process for this was... Wait, <laughs> Wait this is such a wash. <laughs> That's why I said the Nets should not do this, and the um, Wizards probably shouldn't either. But what I'm saying is that it does provide the Wizards with a bunch of cap relief for next year. So... 
in, in my in my imagination, this trade is the beginning of a Washington Wizards rebuild. Um, that three years, twenty six million a year for Otto Porter is, among other things, on the Washington roster, kind of uh, it, it's pretty restricting. So if they can get rid of that for a couple expirings who probably can help them play now, that's not so bad. Um, I think that this trade's actually okay for for Brooklyn. I hate the trade for Washington. I mean, I guess if they're expiring, it's fine. Never mind. Yeah, it's a, they're expiring. And also, Otto Porter, I, I don't think he's that good, but he's still young, and the Nets are going to they, they're gonna have this cap space next year, and I don't think they're going to be able to use it. So they might as well use it now on a young guy who might still grow, you know, who's, who might still be good. And that would give the Nets next year a starting line of Dinwiddie, Harris, Porter, Allen, and and somebody else, which isn't which isn't Levert. horrible. Levert. And Lavert, Lavert, which is like a comp, like that's a that could be a playoff team next year in the East. They could be a playoff team in the East this year. They're pretty close, but imagine. No, they're. You know, I think they're seven. That changed. Nineteen and twenty-one. <laughs> Sick. They're as bad as the Wolves, but they're in the playoffs. That's so, that's so fun. <laughs> and Karis LeVert's coming back, so they might be above 500 by the end of the year. Go Nets. Is that your local team now, the Nets? Uh, actually, I'm going to get into the Knicks this year before they oh, get good. Jesus Christ. Because who knows? They could be good as soon as next year. Then buy me an Alonzo Trier jersey for Christmas or something next we'll, year. Will do. <laughs> if, he's still, he's if he's still in the league. No, when he's starting. <laughs> okay, we'll see. We'll see. Starting next to KD. Uh, let's move on to the Charlotte Hornets. Dylan, that was your team. Do you think Michael Jordan thinks that Kemba is like first team All NBA right now? Yes, I think Michael Jordan has thought that Kemba is the best point guard in the league for a long time. <laughs> Which you know, I write hard for Kemba, so I'm not even mad about that. I I love Kemba, but yeah, he's he's not even top five point guard. Nope. Well. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. All right, let's get to the Hornets. This is a three-team trade, baby. Oh, hell yes. Guess how much cap room the Hornets are getting rid of. Uh, $30 million. $55 million. Holy shit. All their centers are gone. <laughs> yep, and most of their deals that they're getting back are expiring. So they're going to have room to sign two huge free agents this summer. <laughs> That is the biggest mistake that the <laughs> Hornets could possibly make. Hey, hey, Steph Curry's coming. Why not? Why not? Prepare for Steph. Oh, yeah, Steph makes a, goes home. I think, uh, I think San Francisco is his new home pretty, pretty Shut solidly. Up. <laughs> Shut up. The Hornets are taking on Zach Randolph, Iman Shumpert, Costa Kufos, all from the Kings. And those are all expiring contracts. Then... From the Spurs, they're taking on Jakob Pertl, Bryn Forbes, Lonnie Walker IV, Derek White, and DeJounte Murray. What the fuck? <laughs> they're just taking on every single guard on the San Antonio Spurs team. What so, the fuck? The Kings are getting Nick Batum and Patty Mills. Okay. I don't know why the Kings are doing this. <laughs> <laughs> guess their team. Well, I guess their team couldn't get worse. None of the players that I traded or mean anything to them. 
Uh, we got Cody Zeller, Kemba Walker, and Dwayne Dwayne Bacon. And uh, who's this guy? D. Graham. I don't even know who that guy is. Oh, Devontae they're all going Graham. To the Spurs. Devontae Graham? Uh-huh. Oh, he's a rookie, isn't he? Yeah, from he's Kansas. He's a second-round pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was our second-round pick. Okay. Um, oh, so that's why you know Devontae Graham. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, so Cody Zeller, Kemba Walker, Dwayne Bacon, and Devontae Graham all going to the, the San Antonio Spurs. What do you think about that? Uh. <laughs> if you're a Spurs or, or a Hornets fan, I feel like you have to be kind of excited about that. Uh, I would love to see Kemba Walker in a Spurs uniform. That sounds really nice. Next to DeMar and LaMarcus. I will say. And LaMarcus and Cody Zeller when he gets healthy. I will say that I think that the Spurs value uh, DeJounte Murray a lot. But everyone else in that trade can go for sure. I wanted to preface this trade because this is the fuck it, it's my last year trade. Mm -hmm. Pop says, I don't care what uh, DeJounte Murray's doing this year because I just want to focus on USA basketball and retire. He wants to go on a yacht and hang out with Boris Diaw in the Mediterranean Sea. That's what they're going to do together. They're just going to drink wine together. Drink wine and fancy cappuccinos. But only after Pop wins one more championship with Kemba Walker, DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge, Mm. Cody Zeller, and Powell. Rudy Gay. I don't even care who else. Rudy Gay. Oh, my God. That's such a good starting lineup. Uh, is it, is it a championship team? I love it. Dylan, I love it. I love what you've done. I love what you've created. The only problem is that the Kings kind of get hosed here. They got to get the a pick. Spurs, the Spurs are going to have to unload picks and what the Spurs can know. do. The Spurs can send over their, um, pick they got from Toronto and then oh, yeah. Charlotte can, Charlotte can t- t- uh, throw in a pick because they got some good young players. Especially, I mean, DeJounte Murray, now they're, they'll be rebuilding around DeJounte Murray, Malik Monk, and Miles Bridges, which is kind of exciting. Um, and and Jakob Pertl's not bad. And yeah. I don't know, Derek White shows signs. I, th- I think that that's a good trade for them because like, they're taking on a lot of good young players. Yeah, it's not a horrible trade. They get out from underneath. Like, if they're going to be middling anyway, they might as well be middling and cheap instead of paying all these players so much money. Yeah. And they get rid of the most important thing. They get rid of Nick Batum's contract. Yes. That horrible albatross. Um, not bad. The Kings, not yeah. bad. And the Kings, the Kings actually kind of do need a small forward. They're a little, they're a little shallow at that position. So exactly. Well, I mean, we got belly there, so let's, let's not say they're shallow. Small let's forward, just... small forward. Well, belly's both. I mean, yeah, you're right. He's not he's not mobile enough, but he's also not strong enough to be power forward. So what is he, and why is he playing well this year? Nobody knows. He's starting for them, playing well. Yeah, it's so strange. Well, Dylan, you did a thing. That's really something special. So that I accidentally did my Spurs trade. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I, I wanted to hear that. That was really amazing. Okay, brief break because I have to pee. You hear that? That's the sound of a toppling Goliath golden nugget with a smooth, refreshing finish and a taste that's just the right amount of bitter. (sighs) This beer will have you feeling good and kicking back. Toppling Goliath golden nugget, America's beer. All right, the next team is the Chicago Bulls. I had that one. I call it the Bulls are going from one problem child to another problem child. They're just transferring problem children. 
So in in this trade, the Bulls get Markel Fultz and Wilson Chandler. Oh I have Markel Fultz in a trade. I have him in a few trades. <laughs> uh, How? He's the, not worth anything. I know, I know, I know. But this this kind of makes sense. Uh, the Bulls get Markel Fultz and Wilson Chandler, and Philadelphia gets Jabari Parker. Um, so in this trade, the the Sixers are rolling the dice on Jabari Parker. Uh, he is is not worse than Wilson Chandler for sure. He's not worse, and Markel is not playing for them. So really, there's nothing to lose. Plus. Wilson or uh, Jabari Parker has a team option on his contract for next year, so twenty million this year. If he plays well, you keep him. If he doesn't, that's twenty million in cap room that you have. So, my only issue with Jabari Parker is that he. I mean, I guess he could shoot the three before, but this year he can't shoot. And can't shoot at all. I, I do believe that a stretch four needs to be on the this Seventy Sixers team. They need a starting stretch four. They right. need Dario Saric. They do need Dario Saric. In in my in my imagination, Jabari Parker would be he would come off the bench, he wouldn't start, and you would just kinda let him score. Like you would just give right. him the ball and give him maybe ten minutes a game where he's kind of the offensive force and everyone else is kind of chilling, you know? Um But that doesn't solve their stretch four problem. Although, also in this world, Wilson Chandler gets bought out by the Bulls uh, later on in the season and then rejoins the Philadelphia 76ers. That's kind is of my, there, <laughs> that's my dream scenario. Is there any way that, in, in my dream scenario, that Kevin Love ends up on the 76ers? Ooh. That's my, that's my dream scenario. Did you, you had Philadelphia, didn't you? I'm teasing. Holy shit. All right, let's move on from this Bulls trade because it's not that exciting. We're going to move on to... <laughs> was that exciting enough for you? Was yeah. that enough of a tease? Because actually, we're moving on to Cleveland. We're going to skip uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers because we're going to do a special Kevin Love podcast where we try to get him to the Houston Rockets. Yep, after much discussion, we decided that that's the only Cleveland trade that matters. So we'll be back to that. Our next right. team is the Dallas Mavericks, and that's mine. Oh baby! I call Luka this magic. I call this trade New Lob City. Here's how it works: Dallas gets Aaron Gordon and DJ Augustine <laughs> from the Orlando Magic. Oh my God! Dennis Smith Jr. goes to Orlando. And Aaron Gordon. No, Dennis Smith goes oh. to Orlando. He's got a he's yeah. got a bounce. That's the only way that they'll trade Aaron Gordon is if they get DSJ. Is there any way to do it where the it, the true lob city would be Dennis Smith Jr. and Aaron Gordon on the same team? I know. With Luca, with Luca, and yeah. DeAndre Jordan. My thought was DeAndre Jordan, Aaron Gordon, who is Blake Griffin light. We all know, uh, and Luca just like pop, 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 lob city baby. But if if DSJ could stay, that would be ideal. But in this trade, I got Dennis Smith and Harrison Barnes going to Orlando. Oh, that's kind of boring. It feels like a little bit of a wash. I know, but I think, I think I wouldn't do it that, if I were the Mavs. Really, I don't know. I don't. I don't know about Dennis Smith's ceiling. You know, he's not a very good shooter. Luca would be better with a a shooting point guard. Um, by his side. Sorry, 
And DJ Augustine shoots 38% from three on his career. He's shooting like 40-some percent this year. Um, so that I like that would just that I would make their team a lot better. Aaron Gordon has a much higher ceiling than Harrison Barnes has. I also I also wonder about the long term fit between Dennis Smith and Luca. I actually disagree. I think that they can fit just fine. Luca can play just fine off ball, and he, I don't know. I I think Luca can fit with anybody though too. Luca can fit with anybody. I don't think that Dennis Smith can fit with anybody. And so my thought is, why not take this asset and turn it into something that's more functional for your team? I don't believe in Aaron Gordon enough to I believe don't. in him over Dennis Smith Jr. That was, that's tough. That's the tough part. It's like, is Aaron Gordon that good? Averages like 15 points a game, like seven rebounds for his career. Is Aaron Gordon better than Andrew Wiggins? If if Aaron Gordon were the first pick in the draft, would people be as pissed at Aaron Gordon as everyone is with Andrew Wiggins? That's I, my question. Andrew Wiggins is a better scorer, but I think Aaron Gordon's game is more well-rounded. I think that Andrew Wiggins still shows flashes of having elite upside. I don't think Aaron Gordon shows as high of flashes. Aaron Gordon has a higher floor. Wiggins, Wiggins has a higher ceiling. ceiling. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I don't know. Aaron Gordon is, is definitely a question mark, and... I'm not 100% sold on this Dallas trade, but I am sold on Luka throwing alley-oops to Aaron Gordon mm. and DeAndre Jordan. I'm sold on Luka doing anything with anybody. So On to our next team, which is the Denver Nuggets, which is also my team. Denver was a tough team. Denver was a very tough team because their, their, their roster construction is really solid. I think it's tough to trade on any any team that's playing above their contracts right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're just playing way too far above their contracts. Way too far. To... And it's like you can't trade Jokic. You can't really trade Murray because he's so cheap right now. Um, Millsap is not going anywhere. So that's the, that's the contract to get off though, right? Yeah, but he's done after this year. This is his second or third year. Oh, maybe it must be a player option next year. Yeah, he has a player option next year. Yeah, that Paul Millsap contract is a mistake. They He's going to take $30 million next year. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but it's going to be fine because then he's done, and then they get to re-sign Jamal Murray. So he's done right when Jamal Murray needs it, needs to uh, be re-upped. Um, yeah, that's smart. So, you know, they, they got in their veteran guy. Plus, they've got Michael Porter Jr., who's their power forward of the future. Um, who was really a steal in this draft. He could be really, really special. Um, and if he doesn't pan out, they have Trey Lyles, who is a solid NBA power forward. Anyway, their roster is really, really well made. Um, Boo! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't hold it back. <laughs> the fiery passion. I hate the Nuggets. So here's what I did. I said, hmm... Gary Harris has been injured a lot, and he's on okay. four years around $17 million a year. I wonder if you can trade him now before the injury thing becomes serious. So in this trade, Gary Harris goes to the New York Knicks, and in return, Denver gets Courtney Lee for two years, $12 million, and Frank Nidlikina. On his rookie deal. What that gives All you right. is 
Uh, Nidalkina, who's a really solid defender next to their scoring guard and Jamal Murray. And Courtney Lee, who can, who is a passable NBA vet. So it's pretty boring. <laughs> That's awful. And also, why would Denver ever do that? Gary Harris is having a career year right now. Gary Harris has been hurt for a long time. But he was killing it. I don't know why mm-hmm. they get rid of him now. So he's gone for three weeks now that he's healthy again. I don't think giving up Gary Harris really helps them if they're just going to take on Frank Nidalekina, who plays defense and really can't, can barely crack the Knicks rotation. That's a bad roster. This is one of the best rosters in the league. How's he going to play? I just How are w- they going to be? They're not going to be better. They'll be worse. I, I think part of it is that the Knicks need to score more. They want to score more because they don't have scoring. So it's well, no, that trade's great for the Knicks. It's terrible for the for the Nuggets. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying Frankie doesn't doesn't crack the rotation maybe because the the Knicks are more interested in scoring guards. I don't know. Oh, but it's a bad trade. I'll I'll be the first to admit it. But right. so Nuggets don't trade anybody. We yeah. hate you anyway. Mm-hmm. They're fine. No, they're not fine. Come on, stop. You gotta stop being ambivalent. Our next team is the Detroit Pistons. Dylan, what you got? I d- when am I gonna get you to hate the Nuggets? Oh yeah, they're supposed to be the Timberwolves' rival, right? Yeah, that's why I'm like booing them and stuff. Like, it's, we need a rival. It's hard to care need... when they're so much better. Well, I can't. I can't love the Timberwolves. So can I please at least hate the Nuggets? You know what I mean? Oh, you can hate the Nuggets. Just... Our rival should be a team that's more like at our level, though. Like we should hate the Sacramento Kings. But no, the Nuggets are on our level in terms of they've never made a, uh, a finals, have they? Uh, I don't think so. They haven't even made the playoffs in a, several years. Yeah, they're at about our level of pedigree. So, like, I want to root against the Nuggets. It's fun. It's more fun rooting against the good teams. That's true. And the Jokic Towns things is real. So, fine. Yeah. Boo Nuggets. Detroit Pistons. Go. Okay. So, the Pistons are going to receive Bradley Beal. Whoa. Do you like it already? I'm curious to see how you pulled that off. Okay, John Lewer's got two years left on his deal, 10 years, or 10, 10 million, two years. Mm-hmm. Ish Smith has got six million, one year. It's a, and so the, all the rest of these are um, are expiring. We got Ish Smith, Reggie Bullock, Jose Calderon, and Zaza Pachulia, and I was able to make that equal. So it was about $25 million, uh, for the Pistons and $21 million for the Wizards. Okay. But I think it's a good move for both. Why do the Wizards do it? They want to get rid of Bradley Beal's contract. They're already uh, tanking for this year, and they can't have Otto Porter, Bradley Beal, John Wall next year already. So they're clearing all the cap space for John Wall's new contract. So, so in your mind, John Maybe Wall— Maybe Detroit has to send a pick, too. Definitely. So, but like I, th- I think that's realistic. So in your mind, John Wall is untradeable. So the Wizards just have to trade Brad Beal or or Otto Porter. Because yeah, well, John Wall, not just in my mind, John Wall has like a twenty percent k- trade kicker. Yeah, you're right, and he already makes so much. I think he could waive the trade kicker if he wanted to. I just don't know why he would. Maybe just just help facilitate a better situation. I don't know. I think it's an untradeable contract. I think that they're totally effed. I think Bradley Beal is the only player 
that I think that's their only player that has huge value. And Reggie Bullock is something. Is not nothing. I think you saw Reggie Bullock's best game against the Wolves, and now you like him more than you should. <laughs> no, he's playing fine. <laughs> he's he's like he could <laughs> crack the rotation, you know. And Ish Smith would there would be their <laughs> replacement point guard. Yo, it does not. Wall. It does not take much to crack that Washington Withers rotation. I'll tell you that right now. But he's an asset. I'm just saying he's not a non-asset. They're all expiring, so they're going to be able to have room. People want to go to the D.C. area. What if they can clear cap space for Kevin Durant? Going back yes, home. Going back home, baby. To PG County. Can we make it happen? Is I don't even. I don't think that's enough to make it happen. What What is that? Fifteen million. They're gonna have to clear another twenty-five million. But yeah, they'd have to trade Otto Porter too. So that's the first step. Or Jan Mahimi makes like sixteen million. There's no way they're gonna get that off the. <laughs> There's no way. Yo, that team is so fucked. You're right. They should just trade Bradley Beal. Do him a favor and just trade him. Yeah, and get get a pick from the Detroit Pistons who might not make the playoffs. Like an unprotected. I don't know. I would. They, they would make the playoffs with Brad Beal, though. With Brad Beal, yeah, Blake Griffin, right. and Andre Drummond. That's a playoff team. I I love it. Right? And, and Reggie Jackson. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't really like Reggie Jackson. But. but, I mean, that's still like a really good starting lineup. No, it's solid, yeah. And then whoever their small forward is, whether it's Stanley Johnson or Luke Kennard. Don't matter. It don't matter. matter. You're right. You're right. It doesn't matter. So do you hate this trade still? Yeah, I don't like it. I don't For like the it. Wizards. I, I think Brad Beal has more value than that, like significantly well, more value. But you do think Brad Beal is the one to trade? Uh, For maximum value, yeah. I don't have – I actually don't have Brad Beal. Shout out Beal. to the real, the real Brad Beal. I love the real Brad Beal. Luther College. I, <laughs> hey Brad Beal, if you're listening, which you will, he should be. We're gonna shout him out on Twitter. All right. You we won't traded. believe this at Brad Beal trade. <laughs> I love it. So the next team up is Houston, and this one's mine. Although nothing's gonna beat K Love to Houston, right? No. So there will be more Houston in in our January 23rd special, the K Love special. But this Houston trade is a three. Teamer. I love the three teamers. Mm-hmm. Bring it on. Featuring my second most popular trade candidate. My well, maybe my he might appear in most of the in more trades than AD actually, and that is Otto Porter, going to the Houston Rockets. Uh, Houston. Do you think that Otto Porter is useful? Uh, I think he is not unuseful for that team. You know? And they don't have to give up much. They have to send Brandon Knight to Cleveland. And a lightly protected first round pick. And then Washington gets Tristan Thompson from Cleveland. And Eric Gordon from Houston. So my idea was... That since Houston has Austin Rivers, who is now their de facto bench guard, even though that is a downgrade from Eric Gordon, Eric Gordon is kind of, is having kind of a down year. Uh, so it's more important that Houston has a small forward that can guard small forwards in Otto Porter. Houston was really hard. PJ Tucker is just fine. Yeah, he's a little slow, though. He's a little, I don't know. 
He's a little he's a little slow at this point. He's like a small ball four. Yeah. So this would make Cleveland's hell or Houston's healthy lineup: Chris Paul, James Harden, Otto Porter, PJ Tucker, Clint Capella, which is formidable. Otto Porter looks a lot better in that spot than uh, Daniel House Jr. Why would Washington do this? They Wash- have, have a pick. Washington does this because they get a legit center that they don't have. I'm pretending Dwight Howard doesn't exist in this because I don't know if he'll I don't know if he'll play. His butt is still hurt, and and in my mind, Washington still wants to win this year. They don't want to give up. I don't know if it actually works. I hate it. I think Washington wants to clear the books, and I don't think because Tristan's not expiring, is he? Nope. Neither's Eric Gordon. You're right. It's a bad trade. I'll try again another time. No, no, no. It's fine. We're gonna get we're gonna get Kevin Love onto the Rockets, and it'll be okay. <sighs> I can't wait for that. So moving on, I'm so curious to see what you did with this team, and that's the Indiana Pacers. Oh, coming to the Indiana Pacers will be. The most perfect Indiana Pacer of all time, possibly. Mike Conley. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you like that? How do you like me now? I love that. Okay, this is actually the best trade that I did by far because the Memphis Grizzlies are going to take on a little bit more money than they're paying Mike Conley this year. But it's only for one year because they're going to get Thad Young, Tyreek Evans, and Corey Joseph. The return of Tyreek. Tyreek is back in town. He's going to take over again for the uh, now-traded, previously injured Mike Conley. Last year he was injured, and Tyreek took over, and he was a, he was amazing. Okay, now so they he's get... taking a step back. So they get Tyreek, Corey Joseph, and Thad Young. Memphis Grizzlies, it's time to clear your cap. Time to rebuild. Time to rebuild around Jaron Jackson Jr. I wonder, though... If you're Memphis, I love that. I love Indiana goes and gets a point guard next to next to Oladipo. What a what good perimeter defense, that Conley and Oladipo. So good. Wow, with Miles Turner protecting the paint, that would be Indiana would instantly become best defense. Shit, better than OKC. I love that. My question though, my question is, do you do that? If is that enough for you as Memphis? Because the cap doesn't really help you moving forward if you're going to rebuild. So I'm wondering just, if, if they would need to get another asset asset out of Indiana. Like, is there any way we can replace one of those players with a younger player with some more upside or get a pick or two out of the deal? Well, I guess I guess you could send a pick. And I wouldn't have an issue with that if you're Indiana. Mm-hmm. But I do think Thad Young, Tyreek Evans are both solid players. I think they are. they're I don't think that they're downgrading. I don't think this is as much of a fire sale as you might think. It's just that next year they're gonna have a lot of space to do a lot of fun things. I don't they're, know. They're just retooling really. Yeah. And But but Mike Conley's an all star level. Yeah, he's never been an all-star, but he's an all-star level player. I love and Mike Conley. Two rotational players. That's you know, that's the that's the selling price. Jimmy Butler netted us two rotational players. Okay. And they don't have to pay Mike Conley 
because he's going to be making $30 million for the next two years as well. That's legit. I can I can vibe with that. I like that. Indiana makes a that, push. Yeah, but and Indiana makes a makes of the playoffs. They're probably like mm-hmm. the picks probably in the twenties. Yep. So let's say that they give a they give their first round pick in the twenties. I think yep. that that's fair. Because Memphis likely won't have a first round pick this year, unless they fall in the top eight. I think that that that's another reason why this is smart. Because then they could fall into the top eight with getting rid of Mike Conley and not really having a good point guard. Who would be their point guard? Makes it easier to tank. Tyreek Evans would be their point guard. Exactly. And Tyreek Evans was a point guard last year. I mean, even though he played really well, on they they were a team that tanked. Mm-hmm. I don't that's, know. I think legit. they need to be in the top eight next year. If they if they care about their own team, they need to be in the top eight. So they, I think that this is a great position for them. That ain't bad. That ain't bad. Because really, I mean, it is like getting a getting a pick by making your team worse. Right. Okay. I like that. Next up is me with the Memphis Grizzlies. That's actually perfect. That's so perfect. We got rid of Mike Conley. Now what are we doing with you? That's the second time that a player had that there's been a good transition between teams. So this Memphis Grizzlies trade... It's very simple. It's a it's a one for one. All right. In this trade, the Grizzlies grab their point guard of the future. By, I love it already. By trading for Markel Fultz. No. <laughs> no. 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 So it's it's real simple. Memphis trades seventy uh, sixers. They're looking for some depth on their bench. They're looking for some perimeter players, so they trade Garrett Temple, who's having a career year, to the Philadelphia 76ers for Mark- Markel Are Fultz. Are you sure it's Garrett Temple and not Garrett Schmemple? <laughs> Temple Schmemple. I thought we were sending Garrett Schmemple to the Sixers. I didn't no, want to make no, this no, trade. No, 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 Garrett Temple. Too late. We already signed the papers, bro. I'm not signing anything. That You're was right. my reenactment of Chris Wallace. What a dummy. What a dummy. That whole thing was so stupid. I was crossing my fingers. It's Garrett Temple, one for one? Plus Grizz, Grizz send their next available pick. Grizz send? For a first round pick. The, the Marco Fultz is the number one overall pick, so Grizz send their no, 20... No, he's not worth that. Their he's 2021 pick. Temple. 2021 protected pick, like, let's say... like Grizz are sending Garrett temple and a pick for markel faults garrett temple yeah who is a 31 year old on an expiring contract plus uh let's say 2021 protected one through 14 and like 20 through 30 you are you are chris wallace (laughs) i can't believe this that pick only conveys if they are an okay playoff team oh my god Oh my God! No, I'm not taking Markel Fultz. He's not even playing. We don't know if he's ever gonna play again. Maybe it's a Philadelphia thing. We don't know. I'm. No, I'm so, not a Philadelphia story. I'm so in on Markel Fultz being good someday. I want you him are. to have a comeback You're story. You're way too in. <laughs> You're way too far in. Yo, I'm gonna tell you right now. This isn't even my last trade that involves Markel Fultz. The Sixers would be so lucky to have you as a GM of another NBA team. Yes, That's they insane. Would. That's okay, insane just kidding. This is my last giving... Markel 
trade. I, I just want to be Thank clear. Thank God. That's insane that you're willing to give up any first round, any pick, any pick. I wouldn't give a second round pick for Markel Fultz right now. It's heavily protected, and then the protections get more He's making $8 million dollars a year already. I know, and that's fine. And for maybe, the next couple maybe, of years. Maybe his next contract will be the same. Like Maybe it will be like, well, Markel, you, you still are an $8 million a year player. No, he's not an $8 million a year player. Maybe he is. If he's is. an $8 million a year player, then a miracle has happened. Yo, maybe he'll get this weird elbow thing that now is diagnosed. Shoulder. Shoulder whatever is ailing him. He's got a diagnosis now. It's a baseball injury. People come back from it all the time. From what I saw with baseball, it wasn't even consistent in baseball, the production after this diagnosis. And uh, and I don't think that this is like a curable thing. I think it's like a... This could ail. This is like tendonitis. It could ail him for a long time. I'll tell you what. He can't come back worse. <laughs> yes, he can. <laughs> he could not come back. All I'm saying is that I would trade an expiring contract and a heavily protected future first. So if you're going to start your negotiations with Elton Brand, just don't start off with the pick. Just quote. Just start seeing if you can get a pick out of them, too. Because I think that they would send a pick to get just to get rid of Markel Fultz. And the other thing is that Garrett Temple is playing basketball. He's playing human basketball. Some of the best basketballs of his career. And he would fill a need of the Sixers. So, yeah, I actually had written down on my paper just one for one, Markel for Garrett. And then I started questioning myself and being like, oh, well, maybe the Grizz need to send a pick. Which no. I, I'm not totally against. Markel Fultz is right now worth a top 20 pick in the NBA. Yes. I think if you put him into a draft, he would be picked in a top 20. I think you're completely wrong. I don't think he'd be picked in the first round. I think he'd be a second round flyer at most. Look at how far Jimmy Butler dropped just because people were concerned that he had issues, which he did have. I mean, these players drop out of the first round all the time, like flies. That's true. For for a guy who hasn't played, how many how many games of basketball have we watched Markel Fultz play? Have Probably GMs like watched Markel Fultz play? <laughs> GMs, which what is the over under on on games watched by every single GM together? Maybe thirty tops. NBA I would say games. Thirty tops. Or no, just games, like full hmm. games, where he is where he has played thirty minutes, or or where he's played. Over half the minutes in the Small game. Small sample size. Small sample size. If that's just college. I never watched a Washington game. Did you watch a Washington game? Uh, nope. Only highlights. That's all the GMs, too. <laughs> and that's what you're basing this off of, basically. Hey. Is college highlights. And you can't draft a first-round pick on college highlights. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. The Sixers did it, though, and they traded to do it. So I think that Sixers... I think it's going to be really hard for the Sixers to give up Markel without a pick in return. Just for the optics. I disagree. I think that if they got Garrett Temple, they would be, like, fucking dancing. <laughs> I think they'd be dancing. And I think that it's also smart for the Grizz because then they're getting rid of somebody who's useful and they can have someone that they, like, don't need to play the rest of the year. And That's right. They can, and they can and just they can get worse. Without telling anyone. Yeah. Yep. Play Javon Carter a bunch. Maybe he's actually the point guard of the future, you know? I like this trade actually. In I like this trade together with the other trade we had. Get rid of Mike Conley, get rid of Garrett Temple, 
and just go for it with Javon Carter and oh, I don't even know who the who they have on the wing anymore. I don't know who the Grizz have on the wing once you get uh, slow mo. Kyle Anderson. Who did they? They just got some. Oh, they just got Justin Holiday. Yeah. Because they had to They're... trade Marshawn and Wayne. Because <laughs> they already knew that they wanted to trade him. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, before we started, I was teasing Dylan that I managed to send a lot of money off of the Wolves. And here's how I did it. I sent Andrew Wiggins and Derrick Rose to the New Orleans Pelicans. Phew! Get those guys off the team. And in return, Minnesota gets Solomon Hills expiring, Etwan Moore's two years, eight million, and Wesley Johnson's expiring. So, it's a move that probably makes the Wolves slightly worse right now. Yeah, I hate it. I but hate this. but it opens up cap space. It opens up, you get off a of Wiggins contract, and then next year you get off of eighteen million from Solomon Hill and Wes Johnson, and suddenly you've got some spending money for free agents. And it's a huge free agent class in 2019. It's like some like 49% of all players are free agents this summer. Cap space is going to be real important. Who's coming to the frigid airs of the North? I'm not saying that we're going to get a, a huge free agent, but we can probably sign someone that is both more affordable and more useful than Andrew Wiggins. You think like a Jeff Teague type? <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff That's Teague like... will probably accept his player option of $19 because... I don't think he'll get that this uh, summer. Duh. But like, you know, any sort of defensive two, it doesn't even need to be defensive. There's there's so many players that could help the Wolves more than Andrew Wiggins helps the Wolves. Whatever. What's the value of Derrick Rose right now trade-wise? Uh, not very much. I don't think he has very much value at all. Part of the problem is that he's on a minimum contract, which makes him very hard to trade for anything. Right. He has to be paired with something. But is he valuable in a trade that does pair with Wiggins? Is he more valuable than a Solomon Hill and Etwan Moore? I think to the Pelicans, Wiggins and Rose are valuable. I think that the the Pelicans are dying to have some sort of small forward that isn't Solomon Hill. And Etwan Moore is too small. And even though Andrew Wiggins is not good, I think that some people might think he's better than he is. I think we can get actual value, and I think the Pelicans would have to send a pick too. I think we did get but Etwan Moore is pretty valuable as as a as a shooter. No, that's a terrible trade for the Wolves. It makes us worse. That doesn't give us anybody who's gonna be better in the future. I would rather just kind of. I would be rather be worse right now. Get another high draft pick. But it's a worse present, and it's not high upside. I would want one high upside piece if I'm gonna get rid of Derrick Rose. Which the Pelicans don't really have. Yeah, that's not the right trade. I don't know if there is a right trade, but... Hard to find a right trade with the Wolves right now. Sorry, you said you were going to impress me, and I was thoroughly unimpressed. Well, I got Andrew Wiggins off the team. And Derrick Rose. I have a better Wolves trade already. All right, well, we'll we'll come back to it. No, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. That's not real. Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh my god.
Holy shit. Go Ryan. 